Ladies and gentlemen, from somewhere in London, England, this is the podcast. Podcast. It's a podcast about podcasts. I was born ready. All right. <laughs> Why do I need to look at the notes to read my own name? I don't know. Hi, I'm Matt Legg. And I'm Kim Inzies. And this is the podcast podcast. This is the podcast podcast, yeah. and it's a podcast about our favorite podcasts. Mm. However, I do stress, yeah. it's not a review mm. of podcasts. Mm. Um, it really is a catalyst for us to discuss the topics raised in podcasts, and in doing so, create our own podcast. It's incredible. This week's topic is minimalism. What is minimalism? Minimalism is... I guess essentially stripping down all the things in your life that you don't really need. It's making space for the things that you really need in your life by getting rid of the stuff that you don't. And the Minimalists podcast. So the Minimalists are Joshua Fields, Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. They both had really successful jobs, earning loads of money, but working kind of 80 hour weeks. Right. And they had this kind of family tragedy and that made them reassess their lives. I didn't um, realise the family no, tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they wrote a book, I think in 2011, and podcasts, further books, a documentary and live shows. Sounds really minimal. You brought this to my attention. Why did it resonate with you, minimalism? Um, I guess I'm always aware that you end up with, a, with just a collection of stuff that you sometimes don't need often don't need and a feeling that clutter was getting in the way of me doing other stuff you know I looked in the cupboards particularly the kitchen and I'd begun to think about what what do I need what do I actually need tell me about the mugs because that was something that you mentioned to me well the minimalists have a kind of one in one out policy right so whenever I get a new mug I always get a little bit anxious because I feel I'm going to have to make a tough decision about a mug that needs to get get gone <laughs> so yeah I've kind of instigated the one in one out policy with mugs mug it off mate something happened this week actually yeah I smashed one of the mugs don't tell me it was a sports direct mug no, no. imagine smashing that no, massive that would, is there a size I mean if you got rid of the sports direct mug could you take two mugs in that, is, that are equal in size good point what you mean like a teacup and maybe a medium size yeah yeah potentially well, let me tell you what this is when I say mug, that's misleading. You know, like the mason jam jars with a handle? Oh, right, one of those. Okay. It's just delightful. Yeah. And um, they're my wife's favourite glasses. They're not mugs, they're glasses. Do you ever... I actually drink out of jam jars. Uh, no, you know what? I find the top of them isn't particularly well designed for drinking for from. The, you don't know they're kind of ridged? The ridged and also the angling back in. I don't know. It just doesn't seem particularly what well. What I like about it. Okay. I'm just going to. Yeah. I'll just stop you there because you okay. get jam or something. Yeah. Or, mom, or marmalade or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll wash it out and I'll keep the, right. the jars and use them because I really like them. Do you keep the label on? No. No. Okay. It's barbaric. And. What animal are you? No. That wouldn't be minimalist. Yeah. Right. Um, so I smashed one of those glasses, but we really like them. But I kind of thought, 
as it tumbled to the ground, and I actually did the thing where you, I caught it for a split second. I was like, ah, oh, but then I, and then it still Bobbled dropped, it. and it went boom, right, full smash. I thought, is this a bad thing? That's when I knew. <laughs> you, you were a true minimalist, maybe. And was, but what's happened now? Yeah, is that got smashed, and my mum has bought us three more. See, that's one in, th- one out, three in. How does that work? Um, these ones because they're so they're so nice, they're so they're so charming. So it's probably a bad example. But <laughs> so you just broke it like that was one in. No, <laughs> there's one in. There's one out, three in. No, one, one in. Hang on, one in, two in. No, one out, two in. Right. What was what? But your mum gave you three. Yeah. Sorry, this is probably really boring. For listeners, <laughs> but your mum gave you three, so that's three in. Yeah, but we were down one. Yeah, but it's it's one out, three in. It's not one out, two in. It's two in overall if you take the yeah, yeah, the yeah, balance yeah. of it. But so the what actual you're, what you're saying is you could just go it's none out, two in, or you could say it's one out, three in. I don't like that you you question me whether I'm a, a minimalist. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I'm questioning your minimalism like arithmetic. I don't have many things. I've got two pairs of shorts. Yeah. I have my. Um, You've think, got that quite sort of quite provocatively. They're still quite short, aren't they? I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say overly provocative, but I, I have my sporty pair. Those out, are the ones aren't halfway they? up the thigh. Mm. Yep, um, and then I've got like a, quite a fetching kind of maroon autumn pair of three quarter <laughs> pants. Well, so for example, in our house, we don't have a lot of things that are unnecessary. There's not sort of uh, tables or chairs that we <laughs> like. Yeah. Love, 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 compassion. Now it's time for our <laughs> interesting thing concerning our topic section. Mm, sets it up heavily, doesn't it? This is some more fucking interesting shit concerning what we're talking about. I just thought that it would be quite interesting for us to flip minimalism on its head and yeah. just have a quick discussion on hoarding. That's something that interests me as well. <laughs> Do you know any hoarders? Uh, my what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know any. No, because I think hoarding, as as in, you go through the door and it's like knee deep in like boxes and takeaway containers, and uh, I always feel immediately very sorry for the people. Yeah, because it's it's one thing if you kind of enjoy it, but often it seems like they would like to get on top of it. And yeah, kind of sort things out. So you, it's, <clears throat> but I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it'd be too difficult to get to that point where. You know, you some things happen to you. You feel vulnerable, and you end up just accumulating all the stuff. I don't think it's. I feel like that could genuinely happen to anyone. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at collections of things that I've had, and I've been like, I really need to lose some of this. Mm-hmm. What things were you collecting? Uh, things that I'd made that I'd kept, like insect racing racing tracks that right. I made out of Lego that I'd race insects in. Practice my commentary, you know. That's super weird. I was probably coming to terms with prepubescent who I amness, right? And still trying to work out. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm not that guy who races insects. I think I think it took a while for me to realise that. I'm more than this. What's outside? Cut to whole London. world of insects. Cut I could race. L- oh no, I mean London. no, not insects. <laughs> yeah. I could race. And that was our thing that is slightly related to our topic section. I think it went well. Do you think there is a, a psychological aspect to minimalism that is? equal and opposite to the one that is associated with hoarding 
with minimalism, I th it's just nice to clear the decks. Yeah. You know, so if, if I was to sit down and do some work, um, I'd, it's just nice to do that on a completely clear table. Whereas if you've got stuff all over, I find that oh, it's too, it's too many things around. So it's not necessarily uh, everything has to be tidy. It's just I don't like too too much, too many things kind of crowding me. Yeah. Um, okay. If I'm by myself, I'll just put things. I'll try to put things away. I mean, it doesn't always work out, but I put things away just so it feels um, contained. Contained, and then I feel like the having a clear space gives me a clear mind. I totally relate to that and agree with that. I'll, for example, I always make the bed. See, but my thinking is, I'm going to sleep in that soon. And I'm going to mess it up again. Do so you think, why bother? How well will you make the bed? Really well. Hotel level. The first time it gets made, maybe if you have a cleaner and they do a really amazing job on it. You have a cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a cleaner on, on, on uh, once once a week. And um, that's when our bed is, is, is at its most pristine. Immediately <laughs> after she's been she's been round. And I never get it back All to right, that. remains of the day. Tell me about the couch pillow arrangement deal i feel like you're kind of entrapping me into sort of seeming like i'm a bit intense so with pillows <laughs> um i like to arrange them so they're not kind of squashed so i have them very rigidly upright yes. at opposite ends of the where the arms of the chair are and then throw kind of curled up neatly in the middle and then if i'm in the house on my, by myself probably just leave the you know the throw tucked in all looking neat and i'll just sit on another chair i mean i will sit on the sofa but it's a real treat you know like a sunday morning right yeah in fact because we were talking about where we we're going to record this podcast we're recording it in a pub yeah you might you might have noticed the ambient yeah. conversation that banging is the, is people going to the toilet yeah so many people going to the toilet this evening. yeah 23 we talked about where we want to record it and uh, briefly we talked about recording at my house I can just imagine you getting the soft lighting on the sofa yeah I would have I, I suppose I don't know I just like it to look neat so when you know when people come over whoever it is um, <laughs> I suppose I suppose when they sit under there's a little bit of me it dies inside uh, and I just normally just sort of go upstairs yeah and I just M brood yeah I just yeah I brood I just or I'll sit on I'll sit on the stairs mm. and wait and sort of wait for them to go and then are you like obsessing over looking forward to cleaning it to tidying it I, I'm looking forward to tidying you are it looking forward to yeah. but you're enjoying the people's company while whilst or you're you're just wanting to tidy that couch <laughs> you wanted them to get the fuck out of your house so you can tidy the couch no I love, I love it when people come over they can smash the hell out of that couch they can do whatever they want but when people go it's business time. It's business time. <laughs> right. You're going to tidy that couch. You know, because people go and it's like, right, off to bed. It's like, not for me. <laughs> I, when you talked about the sofa, my first thought was that is veering slightly away from minimalism and into sort of OCD. OCD. Yeah. And, and, yeah, but and, the reason and, I don't think it's OCD is because it doesn't distress me when it's... Just what is what is the um, an acronym an acronym a acronym obsessive compulsive disorder obsessive compulsive yeah, disorder yeah. yeah I don't feel like that is OCD because it doesn't massively upset me when it is messy it's just I would rather you know like 
you know, if you've got chips, I still eat the chips, but I'd rather have ketchup. Yeah, right. But equally, yeah, I suppose. You'd rather just have ketchup, no chips. <laughs> so now it's time for Celebrity, What Do You Think? And uh, this week's celebrity is Sir Alex Ferguson. Hi, Sir Alex. I just number. Do you like minimalism? You know, Jack. So, go heading, just pulling us back towards the topic. The topic. So, the minimalists—they do a good one about sentimental items. I've had the same bike for like 15, 20 years. What sort of bike? Rally activator. It's a mountain bike. Okay. So, but then we thought, right, the time has come to get new bikes. You know, it's way too small for me. It doesn't properly work. No. It's dangerous. Yeah. New bike. New bike. How? Where did you get rid of it? I gave it to a friend of mine. Right. And I remember the final ride on it to the station. We dropped it off him, <laughs> and that was really cathartic. Well, I once wanted to get rid of an oven, and I was told by someone, just leave it outside and put scrap on it. The word scrap or yeah, actual scrap? Right, on scrap on a bit of paper. Right. You know, it's, like a, it's not a public, it's just, just a little suburban yeah. road. Yeah. And it'll be gone, guaranteed, within a day. Put it outside, thinking that's never going to happen. Gone, within a day. We put it on our drive. Right, wow. So, do you think that's, I don't mind, I thought Why it was amazing. Why didn't you put it on your roof? Because it's just really heavy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to do that. No. So the minimalists, because they talk about having scanning parties for your photos, don't they? I quite like the idea of that. As it is, I actually do save my photos in Google Drive. Mm-hmm. As a percentage, how many of those photos are selfies? Uh, 0.01. Really? There is a selfie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is it's a just selfie. just one selfie? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind. After this. In a real moment of introverted self-hate. Really? Yeah. It just made it into the fold of photos with my cute daughters doing cute things and yeah, dresses, yeah, yeah. suddenly, oh, what's that doing in there? It all just gets archived. So I, I kind of imagine in 40 years, my daughters are going to be looking through this game. Fucking hell, our dad was really a scary man. If it's just you, you can do whatever you want. But if you've got to consider someone else. Um, you know, my wife likes her things are precious to her. You know, I'm not talking expensive things, but she's got notebooks and photos and things that she's been given clothes and she does find it hard to kind of get rid of them and you should never say you need to get rid of them so she i'm sure she won't mind me saying this most of the stuff in our house is hers <laughs> just, you know, right. like, are you finding your one in one out policy it's usually one of your things out one of her oh, things in oh yeah you know i've got no i've got no power i've got no you know i've got no say no no <laughs> I, i'm you know lucky i'm allowed in the house uh, i hate shopping yeah don't enjoy it. If I see something like a, one of those fidget spinners, right? I might buy it you, as like well it. as the the socks that I needed to get. So, so I'm so not socks and fidget spinners. I'm not as disciplined as the minimalists, but I don't enjoy the act of shopping. I don't go out of my way to look for things. I don't enjoy uh, browsing products. Right. <laughs> for me, shopping is a very mission-based. It's a Navy SEAL operation. Right. I have something I want to get. A Navy SEAL I try and so leave. it's often very late at night. 
Okay, now it's time for a segment where we talk about films and our topic. And we do that with our film expert, Dan. He's a sweet talking film man. He's a man and his name is Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, here. Hi, Dan. Hi, Matt. So, Dan, what can you tell us about minimalism in film? Uh, so this week, yeah, I thought I'd talk about that well-known uh, minimalist filmmaker, George Lucas, and his first, and I think best film, THX 1138. So it's set in a dystopian world. There's Robert Duval, he plays the lead character, THX 1138, and there's this underground workforce who are made to take drugs, and what these drugs do, they suppress emotion, and sexual desire, and free will. Free willy! Did you say? Yeah, 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 they're not allowed to watch Free Willy either. But anyway, yeah, the film is minimalist, uh, very much so in its set design. It was just completely white. All mm. you can see in the background is white. Also, the costumes, people just wear these basic overalls and all of the characters have their head shaved. And also there's a minimum use of dialogue. Um, what I think it is, is, it demonstrates a great way to do sci-fi when you've got a minimal budget. And I think it's kind of this minimal way of filmmaking is where a lot of filmmakers begin. When they're working on minimal budgets, they have limited resources. And I think, well, that, does, that really pushes creativity to the fore because they're thinking in different ways. Um, mm. So the example of George Lucas, right, he does this film, THX 1138, and it's great because it's, it's kind of pure filmmaking and he's using all the resources that he has. When he gets on to, say, the latter Star Wars films, he's got unlimited budget and he's surrounded by yes people and what happens is he comes up with an absolute convoluted mess. It's just nonsense. Like David Lynch with Dune, you know, he had a great big budget for that big epic scale and the film's a mess. What does he do after that? He returns to the more scaled down uh, film production that he's used to, so does Blue Velvet. Same with Scorsese, you know, he does a film like New York, New York, um, epic, big budget, a bit of a disaster. So you have to return to films like uh, King of Comedy and um, a little film called After Hours, but also worth seeking out if you can. So, yeah, what's the point of all this? Well, I mean, when you've got limited budget, limited resources, it does bring the best out of us and it helps us stay on the path and really yeah. does help us stay true to our vision. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Bye. Drawing it back to the Minimalist podcast. So Joshua and Ryan have... Joshua the, and Ryan are the minimalists. The minimalists. Getting back to that thing we talked about two hours ago. Right. Uh, the 21-day journey to minimalism, which is, you know, that's worth... A cheeky read. It's all to do with making lists and deciding what's important. So they do something like make a um, a must list, and your must list is stripping it out to the bare bare minimums of what you need to do. I must do this this week. I must do. You know, obviously there's going to be things in there that you, you absolutely have to do. But um, breathe. Um, you presumably don't need to write that down though. Okay. Maybe you do. <laughs> you know, they cover things about family, relationships. Mm. Um, the, 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 those old cliche, making time for your family by actually, you know, categorizing it and actually putting time aside to do it, you know. And that's part of the minimalism because that's quite. Well, the th I guess the theory is that it's not just minimalism in getting rid of. Getting rid of your family. Getting rid of your family. It's, but not just getting rid of like old cups. It's, it's you know, stripping back 
the things in your life that you don't need to do as well. So by doing that, you are focusing on the things that you do need to do. Yeah. I mean, this is not some, you know, I'm still, I've only got my toe in the water here, so I don't want to be, I'm not like their spokesman. You you haven't got like a card selling minimalism. Yeah. So some of it you're kind of thinking, yeah, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just very difficult. Uh, was it Alex Ferguson? <laughs> 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 So just to sum up, minimalism, I think it's a useful tool uh, when used like so many tools in a constructive way. You shouldn't be chucking everything you own out. That's not what it is. You shouldn't be telling other people they need to get rid of stuff. It should be looking at what's, what's important in your life and getting rid of the things that are not. Well said. Thanks. Um, I actually meant it. Cool. Fuck you. Join us next time for another podcast podcast. The Jets. It's a little bit loud.